Good morning. This is Roberta Fallon. I'm at Moore College's radio station, TGMR. And this morning, I'm with Jonathan Linden Chase. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning. Thank Hi. you for being here with Thank me. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. So Jonathan Linden Chase graduated from PAFA with an MFA last May, I guess it was. Yes. In the spring. And you're a painter. Yes. A very good painter, very lush figurative, but cartoony in a way, mm -hmm. paintings um, that have sexual imagery in them. Yes. Very empowered sexual imagery that may not necessarily be sexy mm -hmm. or erotic, but yes. it's definitely um, something for you to think about when you look at Jonathan's works. Do I yes. call you John or Johnny? Um, or call me John. John. Yeah. Okay, John. Um, so, uh, I want to talk to you about a bunch of different things, but let's start out with you graduated in the spring. Yes. But even before that, you had a solo show in Philadelphia at the yeah. Live Gallery. So how did that work? How did they find you? Well, I had started this blog on Tumblr.com, and they found me through there. So, you know, I'm just kind of like hustling and bustling through the semester, painting, you know, trying not to pull my hair out. And then I just kind of reached out to me um, via email, and they were like, hey, you know, like, can we do a studio visit? So I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the real thing. So, of course, I talked to like my friends and my professors, Eileen Neff and Michael Gallagher, you know, so I could, you know, have somebody by my side. Um, and yeah, um, we just kind of like kept a communication going, and I really liked the work when I visited. And then it was like, boom, hey, do you want to do a solo show? And I was like, whoa, of course. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just happened like so quickly, but um, yeah, they found they found me through my blog um, on the internet, which I try to keep updated like pretty well. Yeah, and you're taking those photos. You take photos of your work basically, mm -hmm. and when you're when you have openings, photos of people. Yes, there's a nice um, interplay between the work and the people, which is fun. Um, so then you also had a solo show in New York. Yes. Terry Goldberg? Yeah, Terry Goldberg. Terry mm -hmm. Goldberg Gallery. So did that spin out of the Lord Ludd, or how did that happen? Um, I think definitely having a show at Lord Ludd, uh, Rosebud, really did help like kind of like put me, I guess, on like the radar, if I'm going to say that. Um, Ron, he also found like my website and the show Rosebud at Lord Ludd, and he contacted me, email, and he was like, hey, I really dig in your work. And so, again, like, kind of, like, another kind of, like, conversation started, um, you know, what are you doing? What are you up to? You know, it's just something you're interested in. And um, I had a studio at, uh, oh, gosh, what is it called again? Um, oh, it's, like, slipping my mind. Um, over by Gerard Station. Crane Arts. I had Crane a arts. yeah, I had okay. a studio there for a couple of months. So we came and visited and um he really loved Philadelphia. And then it, yeah, we just kinda went and did it. It was gonna be a group show actually. Hmm. Then it yeah, I was it like, I wanna have a solo. Show. Yeah. So it was just like amazing. Like <laughs> You told them you wanted to have a solo yeah. and they said yes. Yeah, he was like, Yeah, let's go for it, yeah. <laughs> You know, if you don't ask, you won't know. Yeah, yeah. I try to be very, you know, friendly and, like, just kind of like, hey, if you don't ask, like you say, you don't know. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Um, and you might not get an opportunity. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. And then um, 
one more show I want to talk about. You're going to be in a show coming up, or did it happen already, um, at Yale? Queering Space, October <gasps> oh, 2. Was that last October? Yeah, that was our last October. That um, my um, friend, Shakith, he does um, the hashtag Black Men Dream. These really beautiful photographs capturing masculinity and vulnerability. And um, he's over at Yale now, and he invited me to in the show and I was like of course <laughs> <laughs> so that was really great this being with like <coughs> those really wonderful people in that space um, Caroline um, who also had a show at Lurled was one of the people on the show Catherine Bradford I mean it was just like spectacular <laughs> wonderful so um, I want to know when you started out mm-hmm. let's go back in time and talk about when did you think you were an artist? Have you always known that you were an artist, like from being very little? Or um, I feel like it would be sort of like cliche to say yes, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the truth how it went. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother, um, she just supports me in everything. And I remember growing up and she would just always draw and really nurture my creativity. And I think that's kind of where I kind of get it from. So coming out of high school, I wasn't quite sure what I really wanted to do. So I went and I applied to community college, and I was like, okay, let's do this. And um, yeah, I just sort of was like, okay, this is what I'm good at. I'm going to go forward with it and figure out what this crazy stuff is. <laughs> and, and so what were you drawing or painting back then, like in high school? Was it comic book kind of Kind of like things? comic book, a mm-hmm. lot of sort of um, like anime, stuff like that, kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, I guess really trying to figure out like sort of like how to draw. I was working a lot from like photographs, which I still am now. Um, lots of cartoons, comic strips, and then once I um, started um, enrollment at CCP, it was like a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, okay, there's like 72 boxes, and you have to stand there for three hours and draw them. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, but still it was life. You're talking about yes, still, still lives, <laughs> yes. But um, it was a really great time that I, I had there. I feel like it really um, helped me develop a good sense, like, foundation, you know, how to um, keep working forward to what I wanted. Right. Yeah. A lot of early drawing classes, like Draw the 72 Boxes, yeah. are about looking outward <laughs> right. instead of looking inward. Inward, yeah. And it seems to me that you needed that. Everybody needs that, Yeah. looking outward, so that... But not everybody transitions into the looking inward. Mm-hmm. So I think that comes with when you get a subject, when your subject yeah. reveals itself to you or you decide on your subject. Uh-huh. So when did that happen? Um, like th- that you were going to talk about male sexuality, black male sexuality in your paintings. That I think that really happened when I was like my sophomore year at uh, University of the Arts. And I did this really weird ball kind of picked up with like my subject matter mm-hmm. and when I was thinking about what was really important to me I wanted to talk about. Um, it was like a really like great but difficult time because um, just, uh, I identified as like queer for like a long time but just sort of, I was younger and then like kind of getting comfortable with other people knowing family members. There was a lot of things that I like, transition at that time, and um, to really sort of like be comfortable with like the subject matter that I know is like extremely heavy, and that it's kind of me and then not me at the same time. 
Um, yeah, it, it took uh, a lot to kind of get to like a place where I wanted to really talk about these things and feel okay with it. And I was really fortunate to have like lots of support. Yeah, I was going to say, because yeah. people might have found it troubling to yeah. for you to be in a group class situation and your work is so much more there in its subject, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Than a lot of other students who struggle with what they're doing and it's very confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a lot of times I would get like um, maybe some kind of like mm. negative backlash, like, oh, he's like, this doesn't really mean anything, it's just about sex. And I'm like, you know, that's not the case. Like, there's more to it. You're stopping at like the, the, the first level of things, but overall, like my professors and everything, like I worked with uh, Becca uh, Sailor Sachs, Stuart Elsler, Marcelino, um, Stumer, and they were, they're just like great. They have good teachers yeah, there. Yeah, they're excellent. Yeah. And they really helped me just like formally, conceptually, kind of like tackle these issues that I was dealing with. Um, I feel like I really formally knew, learned how to draw during my time at CCP, but I didn't really learn how to own the vocabulary and draw, draw until I got to University of the Arts. Mm-hmm. I was doing a lot of embroidery at the time. Embroidery? And, yeah, and it was helping me, I feel like, really develop a sense of, like, just, like, touch to things, delicacy with the, the bodies. And I feel like, yeah, that's definitely where it, like, really kind of took off, like, when I started um, doing a lot of embroidery for, like, my drawings. Interesting. So you were embroidering on paper? Uh, paper, um, found, like, fabrics, all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. <laughs> and that explains a little bit about the material quality of your paintings, because you are fearless at putting collage with your acrylic paint and glitter and spray paint and marker. I mean, you do these little marker drawings of, there was one that was a robot, I think, on one of the, one of your works that's in the current Fleischer Ullman <gasps> show. Oh, the, I know which one you're threesome. talking about. There's, yes. <laughs> there's a, a photograph of fried chicken yes. that you <laughs> glommed on there. And then there's mm-hmm. this little drawing of, is it a robot? I don't even know what um, it is. It looks uh, to me it, like a robot. It's, it's a radio, but a the radio. it sort of has a personality where it could function kind of like a robot. Like uh-huh. it kind of moves around and stuff like that. Yeah, but they your paintings have a very... Um, materials rich quality you you know you're not just using the paintbrush Mm -hmm. but you're also using other tools and you're dripping there's some overlays on the lips I believe of something transparent and kind of drippy yeah I like to use lots of different mediums gloss Mm -hmm. um makeup sometimes yeah um it's 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 funny, like, I went and I applied to PAFA. I got in. I was really happy. And then, like, when you think of PAFA, like, you don't think that that's the place where you go to kind of, like, shit that falls apart. <laughs> <laughs> so the first two semesters, I was really exploring the materiality of these things. So, like, I was working on a lot of cardboard, found fabric, things that really just wouldn't stand the test of time. They would just crumble to kind of get to a place where, okay, well, I really like collage and what does this mean and how does this function with the bodies and the environment? So as I kind of drew towards the second half of my MFA experience, I started just um, thinking about putting these things on canvas and more finalized. So I really took the time in grad school to really explore and see what things did, and which can be kind of scary. I mean, because grad school goes by really quick. And um, 
yeah, like I really like Jacob Lawrence from Mir Bearden. Um, so I look about I look at them and like when Genshi Mutu for like collage and what that means with the body and the body being like a battlefield or a political body and stuff like that. So that's where I got a lot of like those ideas about material from, I think. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking about body, I want to mention that you have these amazing tattoos on your body. <laughs> so you're using your body as a canvas in a way. Yes, yes. Um, you want to talk about them? There's one that looks like um, yeah, Martin so Luther King, maybe? No. Um, it's one of um, my, my drawings. Uh -huh. And then there's a paintbrush. And then there's a 5B um, pencil. <laughs> is that your favorite? Yeah, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. And um, so they're all, um, except for a few, are my drawings. Like they're just kind of like things that happen in some of the paintings and things that I thought were really important to me. With ideas of just like masculinity and femininity and things like that. Um, right. So there's flowers mm -hmm. and feathers. Yeah. And they're very beautiful. Thank and they're you. on your hands. Is mm -hmm. that a cat? What's on there? Uh, this one's a lion with a crown. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, my art teacher in high school, she was just like, really supportive and just really like everything to me. And she actually um, encouraged me to go to take art in college. She showed me this beautiful poem in the yearbook that had a lot to do with just like following your dreams and pressing forward and getting, you know, your kind of like thrown with the crown with the lion. So it really stuck with me. It helped Very me nice. through a lot of hard times. Yeah. She wrote that poem for you mm -hmm. and put it in the yearbook? Yeah. That's really great. Um, who did the tattoos? Uh, my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a that was a win-win. Um he's a really um great guy. He's living in North Carolina right now. He's been doing tattoos for probably ten years. And it was just like really great to like um there's like him, me, and probably one other person kind of like in my family where we're kinda I guess artistic. So it was really great to bond with him over that. Like, here, I'm like drawing all my bodies and I'm doing like canvas and paper. So yeah, that was like really cool. <laughs> Very nice. So um, were you always so free? Was it the embroidery that really turned you on to the different materials, Absolutely. the materials you could use? Or, or were you doing that even before? I mean, for you to do embroidery when you're in college seems kind of extraordinary to me. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of students are doing embroidery, I mean, anywhere, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, f I really feel like that was kind of like the jumping off point because coming out of like three years in community college and having this whole other idea of like what uh, a piece of art is and what finished is and what can be used and then kind of coming into what I consider a really conceptual program with the painting at um, University of the Arts was like, whoa, like, okay, so I can do A, B, and C. And then just coming to further understand my body and relationship to just like the whole queer and black experience, that's where like the dots started to like connect for me. Um, yeah, I, ooh, I was just calling the embroidery, um, the stitch work, like my drawings for like a for a really really long time. I've kind of gotten away from it a little bit, but it, it makes like an appearance every now and again. Um, at Rosebud with Lord Lud, I have some embroidery and a really large painting called Here. Yeah, so um, it, it's, it's still around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I still work with different kinds of like mm, printed fabric and stuff like that. I kind of manipulate it and stuff and 
So what kind of feedback did you get from all the shows? You've had quite a number of shows for someone so young. How old are you anyway? I'm 27. 27. <laughs> just a youngster. Um, so, A, have you sold some work? Yes. That's great. Yes. At New York Prices, I hope, in the New yes. York show. That's really <laughs> also great. Um, and you've gotten good feedback then mm -hmm. on the shows. Yeah, wonderful feedback. Uh, the first um, Hyperallergic by Stan Murr, and then the second at Terry Goldberg. Um, I think his name was Seth Rodney, who did the, um, the second um, interview. And they were just phenomenal. Like it was like just so exciting to see people kind of like interpret things in their own way and to read them between some things that maybe I wasn't directly verbal about. And I was just like, whoa, like this is like I feel like a like a big boy artist now. Like <laughs> <laughs> this to be coming out of grad school so quick, it just was like a lot, like really exciting. Does your mom go to your shows? Oh, she's there for every opening. That's great. Every opening, number one supporter. Um, if, um, you know, husband's there all the time, if I go pull away from work. <laughs> yeah. That's really great. And how about, let's talk about religion, because mm -hmm. one of the pieces, you, I should say, you are in the current show at Fleischer Ullman Gallery, which is up until the end of January. Mm -hmm. It's called Person, Place, or Thing. It's a group show. And you've got uh, four pieces, I think, in the show. Yeah. A which are some large ones mm -hmm. and some smaller ones. Mm -hmm. And the one I want to talk about now is Bag, B-A-G, a great title. And it's somewhat abstract. If you don't look at the title first and you look at the work, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that you would know that it's a bag, mm -hmm. but it is. But it has glitter in it. Mm -hmm. And it's very small. It's about life size for a plastic bag. Mm -hmm. So talk about what that's all about. It seems iconic to me, almost in a religious sense of here you have something, you've elevated it, and you want people to study it and yeah. contemplate it. Yeah. Um, a lot of times I'll do like um, animals and like objects that fit in the world with the, the bodies that I'm talking about. And um, I'm from my area. I spent a lot of years in like North Philly, Northeast, and just growing up in like sort of like these um, neighborhoods where like this object, like a thank you, thank you, thank you bag. It's just so kind of like a part of like that culture, my time and place. It's something that a lot of people can relate to. Um, and I want to kind of like elevate these things into sort of like these iconic kind of like images that people can relate to. Like um, sort of like um, in a way that I guess like still lives depict um, a person or a body. That's how I'm kind of like looking at these objects. like the thank you bag or um, pictures of like uh, certain types of potato chips and stuff that I kind of grew up with. Um, in, in addition to representing the body, plastic is very malleable, almost like a skin. Yeah. You know, if you put something in the bag, the bag wraps around it mm -hmm. like skin, so it does have that human or skin-like skin -like, quality. Skin-like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in the other painting, Threesome, there's mm -hmm. also some uh, plastic texture, yeah, in his leg. And I like to think about a lot with, like, skin and how it's wrapped and how it's transported around on, like, different cloths and maybe a little bit of uh, sort of a fetish eyes mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. a little bit. So I like to kind of, like, keep, like, these different things bumping between each other. 
Yeah, speaking of bumping into each other or between each other, it seems to me in some of the paintings you paint this representational, your faces. Let's talk about the faces yes. because there's variety in the way you paint them. In Threesome, for example, there's some cartoony faces mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. And then in the other two paintings in that show, li uh, Lips mm -hmm. and um, Glowing Passenger, passenger? Uh -huh. the faces are these amazing, well, the Glowing Passenger is almost Christ-like, you know, depicted in this extreme beauty in a yes. way. So <laughs> you just you. kind of, you're, you're comfortable, or you're responding to whatever the subject is for the painting and just painting the people that yeah, way. Yeah, um, a lot of times I'll have people up here from, from life, but a lot of times I work from photographs. And um, so a lot of the faces are sort of, um, I don't want to use the word generic, but I leave them sort of open enough so that anyone can kind of enter in and maybe see themselves as that person. While other people who I have more of a kind of a personal relationship with, um, I'm gonna be more interested in capturing like their likeness to them if the, yeah like so if like there's someone like i have a, like a personal relationship with like a friend or something it'll look more like the likeness to the person where the others are kind of more like um mask that you can sort of switch in between of with identity so those are a little bit more open and less specific in a different way yeah mm -hmm. yeah they're just specific in a different way i think um like the glowing passenger, um, that was a friend of mine from Mississippi, and he's very um, religious. <laughs> and I like to think a lot about just like how the way that black bodies have been like presented in not only pop culture but art history, like their visibility. So just um, instead of sort of like taking a composition and plugging in the figures, I like to kind of get like the atmosphere or the attitude and put these bodies in there for um, power, pleasure, or just like, hey, like, what would have happened if this body was here during this time period and, like, at this time and place, and why wasn't it? So I didn't just, like, the whole sort of religious bubble of things with being a, a queer person and religion being such a, a backbone to a lot of black communities and family. Um, I grew up Baptist. I'm not anymore. <laughs> so like those things like really do um, make an impact in a lot of my my paintings. How about um, it just flew out of my mind. It'll come back. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> talk about your influences. You mentioned Eileen Neff before. She was a teacher of yours at Pathos? Yes. <laughs> she actually was my first um, drawing professor when I got to arts. So she has a lot to do with sort of my consideration of like, what is a drawing? How can it operate? What can a drawing be? And um, yeah, she, she's just phenomenal. She was um, my critic and one of my professors at Patha too. Um, yeah, I look a lot at um, Carrie James Marshall, Ramir Bearden, Jacob Lawrence, um, I'm really a fan of Wengeshi Mutu with her collages. Uh, what's the Robert Colescott, his drawings were like breathtaking. Like I remember when I first, um, not when I first, but when I was enrolling into Patho, they had up a show of African-American drawings and prints. It was beautiful. That was like the first time I ever saw 
that much work that was like drawing or printmaking in one like kind of situation. So that was like wonderful. I think I remember that show. It was great. It yeah. took over that whole gallery on the first yeah. floor. Mm -hmm. or maybe it did go upstairs too. I don't remember. Uh, I think it was. It was upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was really important for me because drawing is just really important for everything that I do. Mm -hmm. um, and then like just um, like pho just photographs. Um, the '90s. I was born in '89, um, so that kind of has a lot to do with like kind of like the color palette as well as the cartooniness. There's just something about that '80s aesthetic and way of like cartoon that kind of still sticks with me. So yeah, maybe still back in time, but. <laughs> do you, are you political? Do you see any sort of impulse in what you're making? Uh, as related to any of the movements going on now, the LGBT movement yeah. or Black Lives Matter or yeah, any of that? Absolutely. I mean, um, a lot of like, what I do is a about intersection and the two crisscrossing. And um, I remember um, just having a lot of discussions all the time, really, about how um, Black Lives Matter, um, there seems to be. Um, a way of thinking that only a particular black life matters, straight, cis, you know, black male, where many females have gone through lots of brutality and things like that, and a lot of queer people. Um, like, last year, so many trans people were murdered, and um, while I'm interested in, you know, kind of battling and talking about these things politically with, like, race, um, I like to talk about sexuality and identity politics within my own community. So um, it's kind of like a, an inward kind of a kitchen conversation, and then there's an outward conversation to everybody else, if that makes sense. That's so interesting, a kitchen conversation. Yeah. That's great, <laughs> I love that. And it's a good way to put it, because I think you do have the duality there where um, people can receive it on different levels depending on their enlightenment or whatever you want to call it towards the subject. Yeah, I think that's really important to make things accessible to people, but not certain things not so accessible where it becomes dangerous to the subject matter, if that makes sense. Because the bodies, again, are, I see them within themselves like really politicized because we have all like these energies and constructs dictating how these bodies should behave and be. So I'm very careful about. Um, the closest that you can get to the bodies, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm all about the questions and you know, um, looking at things that are not the way they really should be. But at the same time, I don't want to let too much um, open for people to kind of just come and take, because that's a part of the problem right now with the bodies, that people can just kind of do and say whatever they want or they think that they can when they really can't. That's always been a problem with art, right? Yeah. You want to have it accessible, but you don't. You want to steer the discussion somehow. Yeah, yeah. And not have it lost. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 really um it's really difficult at times, but it's fun. <laughs> it's a challenge. So, um, what are you working on now in the studio? And is your studio still in the Crane Building? Uh, I relocated. Um, I'm near Fifth and Alany, so that's like. Uh, almost near the northeast, north side of town. Um, and my studio's um, my also my living situation, which is amazing. I just wake up, go right to the studio, oh, coffee's wow. there. 
Um, right now, I'm working on some projects coming up this year. Can't say what okay. <laughs> yet, but some really big things. Cool. Um, and I'm but working. But you're painting. Oh yes, painting all the time. I'm um, working on a pulpit series that has a lot to do with the black bodies in space with religion, mm. which I kind of thought, well, it was something just for me living in my body has never kind of like stopped as like a question, but opening into 2017. Um, a pastor, I forget her name. Was it Kim something? Kim Brussels something? I forget her name. But she basically, um, she kind of ruined her, her herself. She was spewing a lot of like homophobia. And like with, you have these churches, these pulpits, these um, arenas where black people come together and it's really kind of like a safe place, but it's not safe for every black person. So that's really interesting that, you know, that kind of opened up the year and I'm dealing with like how religion um, can be hurtful or destructive towards, um, you know, not only queer people, but just like the community itself. Um, I identify as atheist, but um, I'm like, everyone should just love and respect each other and not step on each other's toes or stop them from living their life the way that they want to. Um, and the other thing I'm working on is um, these interiors, um, calling them Quiet Storm. And um, it used to um, be a certain like time at night, your parents would be like, okay, it's time to go to bed, and like the Quiet Storm would come on. <laughs> like the like, really kind of like sexy music and the romance music. And um, that's kind of like a continuation of just like black queer male bodies just in love and just like owning it and just being really positive and happy. Cause I want to see more of that, like more positive images of black queer bodies. Um, so there's also gonna be uh, kind of like a music component to that and some animation. So that's what I'm working on right now. That sounds <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about that. Well, it's been so great to talk to you, and thank you so much, and good luck with everything. Thank and you. And I'd love to come to your studio someday, so maybe we can set yeah, that, that up. Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you.